What are you doing? <laughs> what? I, I can't focus when you're going. <laughs> what are you doing? I have a like turtle. <laughs> Leave this in. Jesus, this is hard work. Sorry, man. This is hard work. <laughs> I, I'm slightly neurotic, right? But like, I feel like if I'm able to sit here more or less uh. calmly, then. So should everyone else. But sorry, what you don't understand from from audio uh-huh. is that I got this fidgeting, fucking weird face making wretch of a of a man over here. He's like constantly. Whenever I'm talking, yeah. he's constantly doing something to, <laughs> to fuck me up. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. moving his belching off off, <laughs> off fucking mic. He's going. Just, I was doing a weird turtle face. And then he was yeah. He just I moved had, his I had, face away I from had, the mic, and he's going. I had phlegm in my throat, but I didn't want to clear my throat because it would make a noise. God, yeah, it makes it very, very hard to concentrate. If ever you hear me stumble over my words a whole bunch, it's probably because I'm looking at something odd going on across the table. Yeah, it's not quite like a normal conversation. You know, it's not quite like that. You know, what I want to talk about. I was in New York once. I was walking down Broadway, and uh, there was this there was this lady. She was dressed up as one of the ensemble characters from Pippin. And these people go around in costume handing out discount flyers, you know. And she comes out in front of us, like steps in front of me and my family, blocks our path, and like gives this big fucking performance. She was like, all the magic of Pippin back on Broadway. And rightfully, we just completely don't acknowledge her and walk around well, What her. is Pippin? It's a show. Okay. And we just walk around her, and she just goes, all right, and then storms off. And it's like, no, you don't get to fucking do that. You don't get to take a big fucking swing like that to an unwilling party. You know what I'm saying, Sean? Where the fuck did that come from? (laughs) See what I'm dealing with here? What's the fucking state of this? A dull story about... <laughs> that's not dull, that's funny. Someone from Pippin, the musical... No, she wasn't costing your family. <laughs> that's funny. And nothing... There's no ending to that story. I've been working on... Away. I've been working on... I've been working that into my... My tight ten. I've been going up at Mike's. <laughs> <sighs> the fucking will to live. That's something we could talk about. The will to live and when you lost it. The, uh, the will to power yeah let's talk about nazi shit triumph of the will yeah let's talk about the <laughs> triumph of the will yeah you know walt disney gave a tour of the studios to lenny Riefenstahl. <laughs> that's why people think he's a nazi they cl- he claimed that she didn't know who you he didn't know who she was yeah what else have you got to say about disney a lot i expect yeah i got a few facts What do you got? What do you got for me, Sean? We had stuff. (laughs) We had stuff. We got fucking people like the fun. Something that I have no connection to. I I think that most of the stuff I talk about at any length will be something that you at least have a have a take on, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of this stuff is I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know the 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 subway deals or whatever. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Subway. I don't talk about subway deals. You did once. I. I will say I think it's annoying that they changed the five dollar footlongs. The state of this, it's a daily selection the of five dollar footlongs. 
the state. Ugh. Like, yeah. You know, podcasts. We were. I mean, we started this by talking about podcasts and the nature of podcasting, right? Yeah. And how essentially they are kind of stupid. But well, you know what we can do as a test Trust is the we can as a test we can cut out all of your stuff, all of your <laughs> <Just> bits, <laughs> and leave mine, and then release the simultaneously. Oh, it'll be like Speaker Box and the Love Below by Outcast, the fucking double album where one was all Andre Three Thousand and one was all Big Boy. And then we see which one sells more. Right. Yeah, that's a good test. I'm, I'd be willing to let that happen. Yeah. But the thing is, my Pippin story, my Diet Cola takes. Problem is, my entire one will just be me going, Matt's fucking shut up about, <laughs> about Mr. Pib or whoever. <laughs> <laughs> the different, you know, the different eras of <laughs> Disneyland. No, that uh, not even. I mean, the different eras of fucking Cheez-Its. <laughs> podcasts are all on Patreon now. Mm-hmm. We should do a Patreon. We're struggling to maintain of... 20 listeners. No, no, no. I don't think a Patreon is going to do us much No, good. no, no. We do the Patreon, yeah. And um, insta- it's free. Yeah, <laughs> the intro rate is zero dollars a month donation. Good start. But what it is is instead of doing bonus episodes, like most Patreons give you an extra episode per week or an extra episode per month or whatever, uh, we just release the uncut. Right. So you can do the the you can do the sanitized version. Oh, we just released the raw audio. Exactly. Yeah, I that's don't a think... that's a fun idea. It's a fun idea. All of the some stuff. The cancelable material. There's some stuff on there that yeah. I know you don't want out, dude. The stuff of us of us just uh, digressing into talking shit on people we know personally by name, yeah. you know, all that. That's oh, gonna yeah. be great. That's the stuff that I really, I really do end up cutting out because at yeah. the at the time when I'm like, you know. Punch drunk, couple mm-hmm. in, getting all wound up and yeah. excited. Yeah, I'll say it. Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm happy to throw anyone under the bus by yeah. name. People who really don't deserve it, even don't deserve the public attention to their shyness and stuff. Right. But, yes, I'm happily. I was. Yeah, I'm saying it because I'm. Yeah, I'll keep that in. Fuck right. him. But then, yeah, under the cold light of day, when I'm sat there editing it in the morning, I'm like, yeah, no. I could I see myself. That. I could see myself writing a tell-all. Or something like if I ever like if I ever acquired any modicum of success, even if this podcast got like a thousand listeners, something really small. Don't hold your breath. If I had any sort of if I had any sort of small audience and they were like, spill the tea, I would probably do it. Yeah. Like I would be like, yeah, you know what? Let me tell you another thing about this motherfucker. Well, his like I would be calling people out. I'd become a monster instantly. Well, here's an idea. Yeah. If we were to get Mm-hmm. Well, it's more of a question than an yeah. idea. If we were to get any kind of success to the point where we could, for instance, write a memoir or <laughs> something like that, you know, a joint memoir, something where we're able to kind of name and shame people uh-huh. for what we consider their transgressions, yeah. right? i.e., mostly just being quite dull or whatever. You're asking who would I, who would I fucking name and shame or what? I'm not really asking who you name and shame because that kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> if you start listing people, start listing people on this podcast, but uh-huh. more, I think some of the people who we're likely to are, you know, kind of aspiring artists and creator types. Who I think part of the reason that we would name and shame those was because they try so hard to be famous or try so hard to yeah. pretend they're famous. 
the in being famous and being being mentioned by uh someone who is famous like we will naturally be yeah might actually be beneficial to them and they might actually be kind of happy about it i don't know i've always wondered about that so like there are a lot of podcasts who have sort of given people uh an increased spotlight just by mocking them right and i don't think i don't know if i'd like it or not not that we would like it. I think some of the people who we'd likely to name and shame. They might, would be so unself-aware like, that they'd well, be like, new fans. People are talking all about me. Yeah, even if they're calling you a stupid con or whatever. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think it could happen. I don't know if you know this or not, Sean, but I've been slowly... I know I said I didn't want to get canceled, but also I feel like I need to say this. I've been moving slowly toward the alt-right recently. Oh, yeah? Just inching my way over to the alt-right. <laughs> Is that right? I mean, not in the sense of believing in anything they say, but really uh, consuming a great deal of their media, which is probably how it happens. Are you consuming a great deal of their candy? Uh, where's, the, where's this going? I mean, I'm just saying, I'm talking about candy to avoid talking about the alt-right. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Right. The segue was a stretch. Okay. Yeah, it was a stretch. <laughs> That'd be cool though if there was alt right door to door, like, like yeah, the Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. Well, because they're constantly getting deplatformed, or so I've been hearing lately. Yeah. So they need some way to they make need, money. Yeah. They should just start Get selling foot traffic. Hey, because you know, look, I might not agree with everything. Um, I don't even know who's been deplatformed. Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, right. <laughs> I might not agree with everything Milo Yiannopoulos says, but if he has a box of Thin Mints and he wants $5 for it. That's a fair... Tr- like, that's there, fair. There's you're no buying, ethical you're buying consumption thin, under capitalism. You're buying the Thin Mints. You're not yeah. buying his views. You're not endorsing no, it. No, I'm endorsing Thin Mints. You're endorsing Thin Mints yeah. and the production thereof. And if the money goes to Milo Yiannopoulos instead of a progressive little girls organization, yeah. so be it. <laughs> you know, I bet you could... Uh, that's a little scam in there, I bet. I yeah. bet you could get, like, in certain parts, even of outside LA, like, where I live, I think there are a few more Trumpy types hanging around and... um yeah, some kind of foot traffic, uh, foot soldier type thing for the alt right. So mm-hmm. like the Proud Boy Scouts. You know? <laughs> oh fuck yeah! That's a reference. That's, that, that's a little joke. UCB that's a little shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little joke that I think maybe two people will get if you don't know what the Proud the Boys Proud are. Proud Boys. That's very popular. The Proud Boys. It's only popular in very very <laughs> weird nerds. circles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not like a household name. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Have you noticed that YouTube is really good at like funneling this kind of weird alt right stuff into your into your yes. feed, right? Yes. Like, I don't think it's because I don't go out looking for this stuff very often. Yeah. Most of the stuff that I've seen that pertains to the alt right, or is a video saying, you know, Ben Shapiro destroys yeah. stupid fat feminists or whatever yeah. it is, you know, I don't, I never went out looking for that stuff. And the only reason I've seen it is because YouTube was practically telling me to. I'd be watching, like, you know, guitar fails. Yeah. Or, like some guitar fails yeah. compilation, having fun, doing like what YouTube is initially supposed to be for right and then suddenly in my feed you know it auto plays and on to the next one then it's suddenly you know usually ben shapiro but or Ga- gavin mckinnis destroying people gavin yeah. mckinnis uh like turns queer feminist into cock hungry slut or whatever the fuck. <laughs> oh my god that's a, gavin that's, a, McInnes. <laughs> that's a really big thing they'll watch some video where i think it was gavin mckinnis yeah they'll watch a video where gavin mckinnis is um you know, talking to some feminist critic, mm. and he's 
just talking over her, basically. He's invited her onto his show, and he's doing yeah. that Bill O'Reilly thing where he just yeah. talks over her, doesn't really yeah. let her finish a thought, asks a question, doesn't let her answer it. And it keeps cutting to shots of her look, giving him these kind of like withering, uh, nonplussed looks. Yeah. And all the comments are like, ah, see, that's what a true alpha male can do. She wants to fuck him so bad. You can tell. <laughs> you can tell from her eyes. She came in here wanting to hate him, but she can't help but find yeah. him sexually appealing because uh, he's such yes. an alpha. And it's like, no, you, she's looking at him like he's an asshole who's wasting her time. Yeah. You know, and. And to be fair, also the kind of feminist that he, the feminist critic that he gets on his show, is by design not one who is particularly comfortable with public speaking. Right. So she's mostly sitting there being like, oh, "I'm a guest on this show, so I guess I'm just gonna shut up and let him rant at me." Yeah. Well, I mean, um, and want to fucking talking about Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro only wants to debate with like chicks with purple hair who are already crying before the debate starts like that's who he only wants to debate college sjw's like right any other any other like, fruit. Yeah. Yeah. as opposed to like jordan peterson who was like i'll take on slavo zizek and then by <laughs> many accounts apparently just got fucking spanked to, to his credit yeah jordan peterson does he does seem to treat it more academically than yes. some of these others which is why i like, think i which is why i think he has earned the respect of a lot more people yeah i don't ben think shapiro. he's turned down a debate but ben shapiro i mean he just got uh he's kind of been pilloried recently because he did that bbc interview do you see that <laughs> i it, haven't it got, actually watched it, it went viral well. oh my god it's well, hilarious he's with, it's like he some fucking... old conservative man that he's debating right because no, I, no, i only no, no, heard no, no, that no, because I only heard that he no, was like, not, why don't the, you just admit you're on the left? Yeah, no, he's what he was saying was that uh, he's not he's not on the program to be one or the other. It's not like American news shows where yeah. if it's Fox Wing, obviously they got a right-wing bias. If it's CNN, they got a left-wing bias. What he's saying is that on this show, I'm supposed to be neutral. And I, if you're right-wing, I'll ask you questions from a left-wing perspective. Mm-hmm. And if you're left-wing, then vice versa. And that's true. That's what the BBC kind of does. They're, yeah. they're pretty non-partisan. Um, and then Ben Shapiro, he lost his shit like instantly. Yeah. He didn't even get a tough question thrown his way. It wasn't like he got a... I would understand him getting pissed off if the guy was deliberately misinterpreting him or, you know, throwing something out of left field to try and trip him up. He really didn't. The guy basically, <laughs> as far as I remember, just goes, so this book, it says this, this, and that. Why are you doing this? And he's just... <laughs> ben Shapiro is fucking freaking out suddenly in a studio <laughs> in LA just going oh well I mean if, if you're not going to conduct yourself on a civil like me yeah He's, it sounds like someone's pumped his studio full of helium as a joke <laughs> as a joke to try and make him seem uh, you know less credible but no that is actually how he sounds but he's even because he's worked up his voice is going even higher normally he'll kind of speak like this like yeah. you know kind of snack yeah. a bit in this he's like well I mean if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna throw these questions at me these accusations and the guy's like I haven't thrown any accusations at you Ben I'm just wondering he's like well maybe I'd have more respect for you if I'd even heard of you and and he's <laughs> like yeah. well I I hadn't heard of you either until they told me to do this interview uh, <laughs> and he's like he's just weary this guy yeah. this old guy's fucking weary and he just doesn't want to deal with it yeah, and then Shapiro storms out like a little cunt and he's like wow you really made your <laughs> you really made your your side seem powerful there. I mean, Shapiro is a guy that I cannot abide in any way, shape, or form. I don't like that guy at all. I, he is nah, the he twerp. is the he is the epitome of like Reddit. You know what right, I mean? Just yeah. like that arms folded. Fucking, <laughs> nope, actually. <laughs> Next question. 
He looks like the guy. Did you ever see Euro Trip? Uh-uh. Well, this one makes sense. Michelle to you, Trachtenberg? Then. No, he doesn't look like her. He looks like um, the, the guy who plays her brother. It's this like nerdy dude. Oh, okay. Called Jamie in the in the movie Euro Trip. For all you Euro Trip, for anyone fans who's seen Euro Trip and has looked at Ben <laughs> Shapiro, you'll know exactly what I mean. To be fair, going back to what I was saying earlier, I understand lately what it's like to uh, lose grip of yourself. I'm becoming uh, a different person lately, Sean. Is that right? This is what I was trying to talk I can't about. Imagine that ever happening with you, Sean. I am I am losing grip of my principles. My val- I am becoming something I hate. <laughs> now, first of all, <laughs> I mean I've been driving around like ten hours a day, as I said. Yeah, and eventually you run out of content. You know, eventually you run out of all your favorite podcasts. You run out of whatever Red Scare. Whatever you're listening to, you know. Listen to verses. Can you stop promoting shitty podcasts? <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to promote. Are you trying our, to get their attention? Competition. Yeah, you're trying to get their attention. And Red Scare, in case you don't know, is, <laughs> is these two like vaguely hot girls who do a show about communism. Essentially, it's a good show. <laughs> no. I like it. I like the no, no effort they put in. I enjoy. That. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Look, what? I'm not saying that we put in a ton of effort, but. Fucking, I can't listen. At least we I, raise our voice when we talk. Have you listened to that show? Oh my it's god, hilarious. it's Vocal Fry the show. Yeah, I never thought Vocal Fry was a real thing until I listened to that. Until show. you listen to, New I like York, it. I think it's listen charming. Listen to New York podcast and then you. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, so like, yeah, I tell you, like, I'm kind of, I'm getting really into London. <laughs> <laughs> but so Fucking eventually bullshit. you run out of that shit and you yeah. start hitting up YouTube videos. You know, Sean, I've been getting in touch. With the alt right and the manosphere. Recently. Oh yeah, are you, get, mean, are you getting red pilled? Because well, yeah, I'm getting red pilled because these motherfuckers. Because these motherfuckers have videos that are like an hour and a half long of they're, just them dryly talking into a shitty mic about their opinions on globalism or whatever the fuck. They're prolific, if nothing else. Jesus yeah, yeah. fucking Christ! And then I realized <laughs> this is how you become alt right. Yeah, because you have the people listening have nothing else to do. Right. They are just like, yeah, I'll fucking sit here and and listen. And I, I assume there's a video component, but I don't think it's like, okay, like I love ContraPoints. ContraPoints puts in a lot of effort into the visual end of her of her videos. Yeah, but Say what you blue, want about her she's, content. She's blue-pilled. She's blue-pilled, she's right. Exactly. The blue That's the problem with Contra. Ago, she's blue-pilled. But, you know, You're getting into the red pill. You're getting into the fucking yeah, Sargon, Sargon of a cat. Sargon of a cat. <laughs> literally. Is, Have, has anyone heard this fucking guy, Sargon of a cat? So this is what I look I've been, him up on YouTube and just listen to about ten seconds of his voice. I've been you'll listening know exactly to a fuck ton of Sargon of a if, if you're British, you'll yeah. know exactly the type of person you're dealing with. <laughs> like this is the it's the kind of guy that like I'd meet at metal festivals when yeah. I was a teenager. I'd go yeah. to like Bloodstock and stuff, and you're camping, and then some guy comes out from the tent next to you yeah. and offers you a cider, which you think is a nice gesture, but no, it turns out he just wants someone to listen to him talk about his fucking theories yeah for hours and hours and he's like yeah, yeah no i think that <laughs> he's got this fucking like the voice of a neck globalism you know when you say yeah. neckbeard it with these people it actually sounds that like you can hear the neck it's like weighing in on their throat because they don't have any yeah. th- there's no treble yeah it's all like mid-tone it's yeah. like wow actually <laughs> so like yeah. sargon avocado is basically <laughs> 
I mean, he's basically a right winger, but he doesn't quite want to... himself a classical liberal. Yeah, classical liberal, which yeah. is like... Uh, like John Locke. That's like code word for right wing now. Yeah. I mean, well, it's code word for like at least right wing leaning libertarian, right? Right. And that's what he is, essentially. And he's like, he's running for UKIP. Have you seen this? This is... Oh, you, you spoiled I it. Spoiled I didn't know bit. you knew this. Yeah. Him and, so, fucking, him I, and Count Dankula. <laughs> yes. The guy right. who got okay. fucking no cancelled for making his... His girlfriend's pug to a Nazi uh, salute, a Nazi salute yeah. when he said gas the Jews. All right, so all the they're build running up, for actual, they're running for fucking the members of parliament. I didn't assume you knew this. I did, yeah. But yeah, I wanted to tell you about this because, yeah, British politics, you know, I don't know much about them. If but you think American politics is stupid, <laughs> just yeah, you yeah. wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for those of you who don't know anything about the alt right, I mean, just turn the podcast off because I've been learning so much and getting so pleased with the knowledge i've been acquiring from this shit but like yeah what i learned is i used to always sort of criticize the left and be like because i consider myself a leftist and i'd be like guys we fight each other too much you know who doesn't fight each other the right they all have each other's backs not (laughs) fucking true from what i've been learning every single fucking thing is a takedown of sargon (laughs) and sargon is taking down the ralph retort and the Ralph retort <laughs> is taking down Count Dankula. And then and that, Ca- that, that little bloke who does the the SJW fail compilations with a yeah. chimp. Yes. A chimp <laughs> yeah, face. He's a major player a in the drama. A own them. Yeah. At the end of every takedown, it's a yeah, little chimp face laughing. It's a chimp laughing. laughing with his hand on top of his he's head. He's taking down Sargon. And you it's incredible. I'm like, <laughs> I listen to this shit. They're mad at Joe Rogan. They're mad at Joe Rogan because he didn't go hard enough on Jack Dorsey about his stances on deplatforming. Right. And they're like, maybe Joe Rogan is actually a globalist. He's a he's a it's you know, he's a patsy of the state, of the deep state, of the globalist <laughs> Zionist conspiracies yeah, committed man. by Jack Dorsey. If the deep state want anyone, it's Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they want to enforce a new world order, they want to get Joe Rogan to Jamie, enforce Jamie, it, pull man. up that new world order. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that, that chimp who smoked weed and then started talking English? It's crazy. Jamie, pull that shit up. Yeah, pull it up. This poor bloke has like 20 tabs open. <laughs> Jamie has just tabs at all times. He's like, Joe, I need a new I need a, I need new, a new computer. Monitor. I need a, I need multiple monitors and a larger CPU because yeah. the tabs in any one episode is, is too much. He's like, whatever. Put some put some mushrooms into the hard drive. Yeah, It'll just expand like expand the hard drive. Just like open the CD drawer <laughs> and just put in some psilocybin mushrooms and some kale. <laughs> Dude, I've, one of the things I heard and someone was taking down Joe Rogan. Did you know he's on steroids? Essentially, doesn't surprise me. He's into TRT openly. He talks about TRT, which he Testosterone says testosterone replacement dif- therapy. Yes, which he says is different from steroids. Uh-huh. But he says, yes, essentially it gives you as a 50-year-old or however old he is, the same testosterone levels you would have if you were like 20. Why would you want that? I don't know, dude. When you're 50. The motherfucker's juicing. That's oh, why he's so Lord. worked up and he's weird about shit. He's 50 and he's married with kids. It's like, yeah. why do you need the testosterone of a 20-year-old? Yeah. And him and Alex Jones are in a fight. I don't know if you're aware of yeah, that. No, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's... Nuts. I mean, the fact How that he's people all hate each other. Joe Rogan is the biggest, essentially one of the biggest broadcasters of our time. It's crazy. Can you fucking imagine that? Uh, I mean, it's Joe really Rogan, says a lot, who it? is a poor comedian. Yeah, like no, very few comics I've heard have actually sung his praises as a comic. Yeah, 
And so he's a bad comedian and the host of Fear Factor and the Man Show. Yeah. And now commentates UFC. Yeah. And he is the voice of a generation. <laughs> I'm not even joking. In years to come, he will be seen like, not even like an Art Bell type figure, like yeah. bigger than Art Bell. He'll be seen as, you know, a, a spokesperson for the for the millennial generation or whatever, oh, I, you know. I, He's fucking an idiot. <laughs> but he's a bona fide fucking idiot and you can tell that not because he's especially stupid or anything like that but you can tell that by how quickly his opinion changes yeah depending no on who he's talking to yeah. he has no convictions which is fair for an interviewer like someone yeah. who's ostensibly an interviewer it's pretty it's actually good form to be pretty impartial but he's he's <laughs> he's got this thing where he's both impartial in the sense that his convictions will change per episode but when he's talking about something, he'll say it with such conviction that yeah. he, he's almost trying to convince you of it. But then in the next episode, he'll, like, he'll, he will literally go from week to week being pretty leftist and pretty right wing. And then just talking about monkeys all episode. Like, well, I was going to say, he's got two major convictions. <laughs> right. Weed yeah. and animals. That's like it. talking about animals. Look, I have never. Re- if I don't want to like know about show, weed. Listen yeah, to Joe Rogan. Yeah. I'm sure he's got some stuff to say. Or some animals. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if he's got that much to say about animals. He's got <laughs> nothing but stuff to say about animals. No, but I don't know if I would go to him if I want to learn. <laughs> if I want to learn about animals, you know, maybe I'd listen to even if we're going for populist stuff. David Attenborough over yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan. No. You know, where he's no, just going to be fuck like, that. do you know that like chimps can actually do Sudoku? <laughs> you know, he's heard like David some... Attenborough is like, chimps are mean motherfuckers. They will actually <laughs> rip your penis off if you look at them wrong. Did yeah, you know that exactly. in the wild they've proven that chimps get jealous of each other and then rip each other's dicks off for fun? Do you know that chimps have actually started public shaming <laughs> in the savannah? They're... <laughs> <laughs> they're going around. They're ganging up on one chimp who said something racist. Dude, <laughs> he's obsessed with. I'm telling you this. I've listened to very few episodes of the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, but every single one I have, at some point, he will drop an animal fact. Oh yeah, he likes whether the it's animals, about like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, uh, it's not really what he sounds like, but he's like, hey, you know, he's like, hey, you in know, LA, in LA, I don't know, uh, I'm thinking about, you know, in LA, uh, we got mountain lions. We got yeah, mountain, mountain lions are mean motherfuckers, man. They come up on you, raw. Yeah. You know? like, he always like has these weird animated moments when he talks about monkeys and shit. He's talking to like Benjamin Netanyahu or someone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh really? It was get, it get the the fucking caliber of guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The caliber of guests that Joe Rogan and yeah. Mark Maron are able to command. Yeah. yeah. It's insane for what they actually are as people. Because I think the difference in the past was you'd have these big interview shows, right? Yeah. So in the US, it'd be like Johnny Carson or uh, in, in the UK, it was Michael Parkinson. And stuff. So you yeah. get occasionally like politicians are very, very high profile yeah. people go on. But the thing about those presenters was that they didn't give that much of themselves away. They were pretty neutral. They were pretty stoic i would say yeah, yeah they were they were there to ask the best questions and get the best responses and to facilitate the best answers you know whereas joe rogan yeah he's somehow managed to and mark maron have managed to attain the same caliber of guests so who for sheer guys? for sheer fucking uh perseverance Tenacity. more than yeah. anything else yeah so they've managed to get so mark maron has a bomber on <laughs> 
Barack yeah. Obama, while he yeah. was still president. Yeah. He has the president of the United States yeah. on his podcast, and the intro is still 15 minutes of him complaining about, like, My girls. fucking and dating. cat took a yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. then even when Obama's on, he's... I mean, he was pretty good with Obama, fair enough. But, like... I mean, he knew to... He had enough self-awareness to be like, I should probably shut up. Obama, here. did I tell you that Lorne Michaels almost yeah, gave me right. a weekend update? He never told me why he didn't. Yeah, but Joe Rogan will have someone on, like... Uh, he'll, I mean, he hasn't got Obama, and I think Obama's wise not to, yeah. you know, not to go near that one. next guest, Lawrence Krauss. Lawrence Krauss, did you know that... He must have had Lawrence Krauss Did you on. know that... The mantis shrimp actually can see like more colors than we do. I read it right, in a web yeah. comic. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he sounded like I think he's had Richard Dawkins on, and like, and oh, some, I, any one of those some pretty guys, prominent, sure. you know, scientists. And Christopher Hitchens were still alive. They would have both been on Joe Rogan. I mean, now. even John Ronson is out of his out of his league in terms of intellectual pursuit. You know, like yeah. even someone like that. But yeah, and and. Most of the time, they're very polite to him, but... Donald's yeah, been on there like four times. I know. Donald loves the motherfucker. Well, because it's a very good platform for John Ronson to talk at very long, unrestricted yeah. length about porn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the yeah. all the fun he's had with it. Did you know they used to they used to fucking actually use monkeys in porn? They used to, <laughs> as the standard, you know, the fluffers. You ever heard about fluffers, man? They used to fucking use... Well, uh, I can tell you a thing bonobos. about fluffers. Uh, most of them now are me. Are <laughs> well, I became a fluffer for a brief while on the butterfly effect. Yeah. Uh, but most fluffers are actually working in um, in in hospitals. <laughs> that was one thing in the John Monson podcast. To go back to that for fuck's sake, but yeah, he, his podcast about porn. He kept talking like with some kind of glee. He was like, "And can you believe it? Famous porn stars now working as a nurse." I actually. Recently stabbed myself in the neck in hopes that Lisa Ann would be taking care of me at my bedside while I was yes. mortally bleeding out. <laughs> the, the porn industry is a happy, fun place. Yeah. And with Pornhub, it just means that all your favorite porn stars are going to go into, into administration. <laughs> They're going to be, you're going to see them in your real day to day life. I caught a case of E. coli and I thought, well, at least Gianna Michaels will be <laughs> draining my fluids from my rectum. <laughs> Again, like I said in the last one, it's like you you don't know what his fucking uh. what his proclivities are. <laughs> but from the from the tone of the podcast, you gotta assume something. He's very into I mean, here's the thing. He went out to do a podcast about how Pornhub has damaged the US porn industry, and he spent a, at least one whole episode talking about bespoke porn. Oh yeah. And I think it and it carried on a yeah. lot. So Dan and Rhiannon. Probably three out of four of the episodes have a lot to do with bespoke porn, which yeah. is people who have weird fetishes that commission porn stars yeah. to do videos based on like, you know, burning a stamp collection or whatever. Yeah. Um and the fact that he was so interested in that makes me think that he's like, I've got one. <laughs> 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 I've got one for you. Do you want to know it? But he won't tell us the fucking bastard. I uh, listen to that Excuse voice. Me. Look Casey, at that face, like Casey Calvert. What would you think to dressing up as a sexy owl and hanging out in a branch, and then I'll be the other owl li- listening to a lot of audio of the men who stare at goats on audio book. <laughs> <laughs> 
Will you just read the psychopath test to me and point out the parts which have dated badly <laughs> with current research? Yeah. I want, I want to see. I can't even fuck this. This is, a, this is some niche content here. There'll be, there'll be one person. Yeah. There'll be one person on the SoundCloud uh, commenting at this point. Yeah. And it'll be John Ronson himself. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Very funny. I can laugh at myself. <laughs> Links to X <next> videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> John Ronson followed me on Twitter and he just keeps DMing me Bang Bros links. I don't know what to do. <laughs> he would not be into Bang Bros. That's so conventional. Oh, that's that's. Oh yeah. Nah, he'd be, I bet he'd be into. I don't know why I have this in my mind, but I think he'd be into Futanari. Do you know, know what that is? is? Futanari is, uh, it started out as a Japanese, I, I would imagine, animated thing. Mm-hmm. But it's basically girls with big dicks. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even like trans stuff. It's not like they're presenting Marginal. as a man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like there are girls who are presenting as a man or uh, guys presenting as a girl. They're just girls who happen to have these huge fucking dicks. Yeah. And then, you know, another good, their friend usually, like they're having a sleepover and they realize they've got a big, (gasps) you've got got something in there and it's huge. And it's, yeah, that's what John Ronson, for some reason, if you're listening to this, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? Have I got it? Something like that. Well, let's take a leaf out of Joe Rogan's uh, book because look, we can make fun of him all we want, but. Yeah, I think he's the most successful yeah. podcaster of this nature. Yeah, he does it like a like a radio show now. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, so we can take the pistol we want, but he's he's got it figured out. Yeah. So maybe I take a leaf out of his book and ask you this question. Okay. What's the most fucked up you've ever been? <laughs> now speaking to Max, who doesn't do any drugs, no. <laughs> scarcely a drinker. Yeah, and that's about it. Um. It's the most fucked up you've ever been. One time I got so drunk that I was hung over the next morning and uh, <laughs> and I didn't feel better. I, I drove about 40 miles away from my hometown to go see Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing at a, oh at a nearby God, and theater. Yet still. <laughs> and uh, still, I didn't, I didn't, to do with shit I didn't, pop I didn't <laughs> feel better until I drank an iced coffee. Uh, I, I'm surprised you didn't say a big gulp or some other name brand. <laughs> no, it was the iced coffee. What talking about in detail? My friend was pouring 151 rum. Uh, this Malibu 151, which is 151 proof. Yeah. Uh, very very. So strong. what percentage alcohol was that? That's like 75. percent It's pretty strong, right? Yeah, very yeah. very strong stuff. He was pouring it, and he made a drink for me out of like. That and like Fanta or something like that, and I was already so drunk that I just drank it willingly without like I just threw it down without thinking about it. Telling everyone at the party about Fanta and the different variations. Well, I was probably telling them about the commercials that used to play at the Century Movie Theater with all the different uh, Fanta girls in the different colored dresses, and they would sing the song "Wanda Fanta." Don't you wanna wanna Fanta? How did you ever get laid? In your life. I still haven't been. <laughs> I'm waiting. Christ. I'm waiting for marriage so that we can fucking uncork a bottle of Fanta and <laughs> go in on it. Put on Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing. Okay, so that's your wild story about how. Let me ask you. What's the most fucked up you've ever been? 
I mean, I don't want to have this conversation. It was just anything to try and get you off this this weird. Um, I t- look. My answer was not a joke. That is absolutely the most fucked up I've ever been. It was like Fourth of July, twenty fifteen. You got drunk on Fanta. No, I got drunk on fucking one fifty one, asshole. I got drunk on Fanta. <laughs> It wasn't a sugar rush. <laughs> and then he came down and went to see Joss Whedon's movie. I did. Yeah. I saw Much Ado About Nothing. It was Joss very Whedon, good. Shakespeare, and commercial soft drinks. It's like the quintessential <laughs> Max story. <laughs> Joss Whedon is the comic book nerdy aspect. Shakespeare is the English literature. And then soft drinks because he fucking loves 7-Eleven. <laughs> I do love 7-Eleven. Well, what the town I grew up in, we only had two Seven Elevens in the whole town, on opposite ends of the town. How big is your town, though? Population, population of sixty thousand. Two Seven Elevens is quite a lot. It's enough. The nearest one was probably about. Well, when I was living in my home, when I wasn't living with my parents, when I was living in my adult home, um, <laughs> he went straight from his parents <laughs> to an old folks home. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, probably the nearest Seven Eleven to me would have been in a solid fifteen minutes away. Yeah. I mean, I remember my town for most of the time I was growing up. My town was always kind of developing. Like I'm sure that my town's population increased by like at least thirty thousand in, in my short lifetime that I lived there, like twenty years. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, it was always developing because there were always these housing develops cropping up because we had a big housing boom influx of people coming over from the nearby Bay Area, like San Francisco and Oakland, right? because housing was more affordable there. So there were always these empty lots and developments and stuff. And a very sort of childhood frivolous thing that we did frequently was we would go around in these cleared out orchards and fields... You know, where there were just these ravines being dug because they were installing plumbing for, like, what would become an entire housing development, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, that was, like, it's it's sort of quaint now that I look back on it. But it's like, yeah, we were literally dicking around in, like, abandoned fields and, like, yeah, we didn't really emerging get housing developments. And, like, we would sometimes go in model homes that weren't, like, finished being built. Like, they were, like, it was just, like, the skeleton of the home and we would, like, fuck around in there when we were kids and yeah, stuff like brilliant. that. Yeah, we, yeah, that was not really part of the experience growing up in England. There was a, oh, my God, you just unearthed a memory. There was, like, nearby my house, there was a giant like mass of like garbage you had to like kind of go off the beaten path to get to i don't remember if it was garbage or what but there was like just kind of this giant in my head it's so vague it's like in my head it was like a kind of a geodesic dome that was made of like trash and wood and old pipes and stuff and like someone had put a an old abandoned couch in there like they had built this sort of secret fort in the middle of an orchard isn't that fucking cool? Actually, that does remind me of a story that we have. Tell me. Speaking of model homes and all that, there was a house that was uh, not a model home by any means. I think it had just kind of fallen into disrepair and no one lived there and never got sold. So it was kind of a dilapidated house and um, a bunch of kids. We had to, a lot of us had to get the train to school and then walk up. Um, but there was this house nearby that we found that was unused. So a lot of kids would go in there. And we're early teens at this point, 13, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so it basically became a haven for, for porn. For porn. Wait, what do you mean? So kids would just, instead of just hanging out there, they'd start bringing in 
porn magazines and stuff. What? When did you grow up? The 70s? We didn't have porn Early magazines 2000s. when I was a kid. Early 2000s. We didn't have uh, internet on our phones or anything. We didn't right. really... Most of us didn't have laptops either. So, yeah. yeah it kind of became a, like a squat for sort of middle-class school kids. Right. And so they go in and they'd have these porn magazines there and they'd start jerking off. So people started bringing, you know, a uh, toilet roll there too, toilet paper. And it eventually got to the point where the entire attic, there was like a little um, crawl space. Uh, I, I guess it's not a crawl space, an attic, right? Yeah. And they'd throw all their detritus up there. Like, this is horrifying. It really this was. This is not the yeah. quaint, cute story I told about us hanging out around a couch. This is a no. masturbatorium. Yeah, they'd all just go there and wank and throw up these... Uh, yeah, I think a lot of the, you know, there wasn't plumbing there or anything, so they'd piss in bottles. So there were bottles full of piss all over as well. And What the it fuck? It kind of became this little hovel. Yeah. And um, I did hear, I, this didn't happen to me, luckily, but um, someone went over there and tried, you know, he went there middle of the day and started wanking, uh, cleaned himself up, and then when he opened the attic to throw his tissue up there, it all came falling down. <laughs> so he got covered in... That's wacky fun. Yeah, he got covered in you know old crusty tissues from people jizzing into them, as well as like bottles of piss fell down as well. Wow. So he got kind of covered in it, and then he apparently vomited. And you know no one was going to clean it up. So I think after that, uh, no one went there anymore. Cause it, but someone at some point would have found this house full of uh, porn magazines and... Like crusty fucking pass, tissues and vomit, tissues. and wondered what the fuck had happened there. But yeah, it was because all these kids were going there in the middle of the day to to wank. Yeah, so that's my quaint English. Yeah, story. what the? But we don't really. Fuck, yeah, dude. in America, I hear about the. Yeah, that's go to not camp. exactly Norman Rockwell. Yeah, yeah. In America, they go to camp and have like little bonfires and tell ghost stories and so, yeah. yeah. We, we didn't get that. No, we just got wanking, fucking. <laughs> Wankatory. A wankin' we go. Off a wankin' we go. Yeah, man, that's what we had. That's awful. Right. What an awful story. <laughs> what a thoroughly terrible tale. Yeah, most stories from my childhood aren't particularly like idyllic. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize what a cute upbringing I had. Com- I mean, comparatively, yeah, I, I think um, I just wasn't off getting into stuff like that. Like, I didn't really do anything. When we wankin' by. Oh my god! I mean, I I I remember lying and saying that I was before I actually was. Why do you? Surely it's the opposite. Most people lie about not wanking. They lie about my group of friends in like sixth grade was all boys, and they would habitually lie to each other about stuff. We didn't realize it was lies at the time, but I think we were trying to make ourselves seem more like sexually mature than we actually were. Yeah, but we were never. We were never going so far as to tell the extremely unbelievable lie that we had actually had sex or encountered a girl or even been kissed or anything like that. Right. The way it was coming out was we were swapping these crazy stories about, uh, you know, Sean, I don't know if you know this, but an orgasm, the difference between coming and an orgasm, which we assume were two different things, was an orgasm is involuntary and spontaneous, where you can just kind of be walking along and... (laughs) 
So my friends <laughs> would be coming. like, my friends would be like, oh man, I orga- I, I, orgasm- <laughs> I orgasmed in class the other day by accident. Uh, they didn't Thank quite God- get it. Thank yeah. God I was wearing white pants. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that though. That must be a common male thing though, because I remember growing, yeah, around that yeah. age, like yeah. when you start, probably when you start learning about it in sex ed, everyone was in a kind of competition. Because uh, girls, if you're listening to this and you don't quite know, you don't start coming, well, you don't start e- e- ejaculating pure jism until you're <laughs> starting to hit puberty properly, right? So when you're like, well, for me, I was like, I was like twelve or something. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so I definitely remember, <laughs> I mean, Go I ahead. don't know how much I want to talk about. Yeah, this, so like, fucking, yeah, suddenly. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I remember, you know, I remember kids who would uh, walk around saying they were coming, you know. <laughs> they would be walking around the school being like, oh, wait, I'm going to come. And like... <laughs> And I remember one kid used to do it at the urinal. We had, we had these uh, kind of trough urinals at yeah. the school I was at this time. And one kid used to, I, I shit you not, he used to carry around like a little um, a little tube of like his mom's hand cream or something or like mm-hmm. con- some kind of conditioner or moisturizer. And he'd stand <laughs> at the urinal and go, oh, oh wait, I'm going to come and shoot it out onto the wait like he would try to trick you guys with special effects yeah he, he was doing a little magician's trick <laughs> but the thing is it didn't look anything like it well, looked yeah, like white head lotion. moisturizer yeah. yeah it didn't look like come well and he'd just squeeze it out like the whole tube he'd be like ah well if you were anything like me at that age what you would have responded to that is like oh crazy yeah that happens to me too because it's like this. It's like I don't this, think anyone bought it when he did that. So to me, to my specific group of friends, which was relatively small, it was like a Mexican standoff of of like of like ignorance. Where like none of we would all just throw things out there, mm-hmm. but none of us would be like, "That's not real," because we didn't want to be the one who was underinformed or undermatured or whatever. Yeah. So we're yeah, all yeah. just telling lies to each other and then yes anding each other's lies. Yeah. I remember this guy comes up to me. He goes, my friend, he goes, he comes up to me. He's like, ah, oh, man, my sperm valve was off last <laughs> night. My my sperm valve was off last night. Right. And I was just like, oh, I hate it I hate when, it when that happens. happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I did have, I had something to say there. I wasn't the first in my kind of peer group to to start jizzing. But I thought I, I thought everyone was lying. You know, if everyone, if anyone said they could jizz, then I thought they were lying. Now this story is fucking. I probably won't put this in. But so I had this. Uh, I, I hear it's quite common. The young guys will kind of like wank together. You know, wanking like a like a in the same yeah, room. Yeah, I've heard that as well. Yeah, it's pretty common, I think. And um, there's these terrible, like it wasn't even cable porn. It was like. Kind of like cam girling before cam girling, but it was on TV. They'd have these late night channels, like nine, channel nine hundred ninety eight or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which was basically just like sad old fucking prostitutes in a in a terrible bed set waiting for call ins. You know, oh, it's like QVC but pornographic. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't even really pornographic because they wouldn't. I don't think they even took clothes off. Really, I, I think. They'd just be sitting there being like, oh, come on, guys. Like, 
Tell me what you want to do to me, Fanny. Yeah. Ah. yeah, it's awful, but that's all we had. So, yeah. yeah, I remember I had some friends around and we were all like sat there wanking. It. And like one of them kept saying like, no, like, trust me, you don't want me to, you don't want me to jizz because like it will fucking shoot across the room and like break a window <laughs> sure, or whatever right. the fuck. And we just didn't believe him. Yeah. Um, Wait, so you were all in the room wanking together? Yeah. Okay, like under covers, you know. That's fine. Like, kind of yeah. under blankets. That's not judgment. So we I was just clarifying. No, no. I mean, it's not to do with judgment, but yeah. this will come in. This will okay, be important sure. later, right? Um, so we were sort of like under covers, kind of wanking. And neither of us, neither there were three of us in total. And me and my other friend, I think, both couldn't come at this point. And this guy's constantly saying that he can and that when he does, like, fucking shit will kick off, right? Right. And we're like, oh, shut up. (laughs) But but sure enough, and this is why I might take it out of this fucking podcast because it's kind of gross. Uh But sure enough, he, at the moment of truth, like, lifts his blanket off, and uh-huh. this cum shot fucking flies across the room. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I, I mean, it's, I've never seen anything like it since. Now, I don't know if that's my young memory warping it. <laughs> right. But it went like across the living room, across like further than anyone that I've seen in porn has gone. And landed. He wasn't lying. He wasn't lying, unless he also had like a t- tube of moisturizer <laughs> that he figured out how to make it. He had uh, those things on out. like uh, yeah. um, fuckedupfacials.com or whatever. Like he had one of those oh, like, yeah, you know, pump they, they systems. Got, they got something going on. I don't know what it was, but it like went yeah. right across the fucking room and then. You know, from that day on, we we kind of looked up to him as as the he became the, he alpha. Became the alpha of our group, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's going around biting all of you on the back of the neck. <laughs> Can you toe the line? <laughs> he became the fucking alpha of the group. He, he was. Oh, I remember he was little the first. Sean, you know him. He's the king jizzer. <laughs> he was the first one to get pubes as well, man. Like, like oh hell yeah, like he was. proper pubes, you know. What are you laughing at? It's just, it's just like, it's very funny. Like, yeah. then ripped off the blanket. Well, he, he must have. Like, oh! <laughs> I don't remember him. Uh, I don't remember him even making a huge deal about it. But like, oh, it was fucking balling. He must have ripped the blanket off because it yeah. fucking shot everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and um, one of my defining sort of puberty, pre-puberty moments was uh, sixth grade. We're all sitting around. I don't know anything about sex, right? I don't know anything about my reproductive system. How old are you in sixth grade again? Probably That's about 11 or 12. 11, 12. Yeah. Pretty old to not know anything. Yeah, really? Um, I knew I'd seen porn, but I like didn't really get how anything worked, right? You just thought it was like snake bites and shit. So we're, <laughs> so we're sitting around. What? Sitting around. <laughs> we're on beanbag chairs. No, we're in class. And it's sex ed. Sixth grade is the first... The first year you get sex at. And we're watching this ancient old video that is like showing a diagram of like a a penis with like, you know, look, like, you know, sperm is made in the testicles and it's stored in the, you know, the epididymis and carried through the vas deferens, right? And then I wake up. I had fainted. You fainted. I fainted in class because I was so scandalized or grossed out or whatever (laughs) by the sex ed video. Oh, really? In front of everybody. 
Oh, no. And I don't know. I used to faint a lot. And I don't know if you ever fainted. <laughs> but when you go down, apparently, I mean, I'm not conscious for it. But apparently, like, your body is still kind of moving and, like, m- making a scene while you go down. Yeah. So I brought down my whole desk with me. And, like, was, like, gripping onto my desk. <laughs> this is what people tell me. I was, like, gripping onto my desk as I fell. And I just wake up and I have, like, a fucking hurt head. Got boner. <laughs> and my sixth grade teacher, Mr. Cavanaugh. The like weird kind of pro war military guy he goes goes. All right, Max, why don't you take it outside? Like no sympathy whatsoever. <laughs> he stops the video and he just throws me out, and everyone is like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" Like, every, like I mean, obviously, well, yeah. What the fuck is wrong that's with you? Like, deeply humiliated. I was just I fainted when I saw something that grossed me out. Well, I still get out. that way, but I just have learned to fight it fucking i don't know anatomy like seeing a diagram of something and knowing that was inside of me like grossed uh, me right. out oh wow well. yeah. yeah i i didn't i don't know there was just something that was very gross to me about like a diagram of penis and balls you know what it is because that's how hetero i am Sean. that's fucking hilarious <laughs> and i thought about trying to so like i was like instantly when i woke up i knew it was happening i was instantly embarrassed upon waking up normally when you faint and i fainted easily 10 times in my life like normally when you faint you wake up and it's an extremely serene feeling right like it's the best sleep you will if you have trouble like getting good rem rest uh-huh. faint for two minutes you will wake up feeling very refreshed it's lovely you Fainting may have a concussion <laughs> you may have a concussion or spinal fluid coming out of your ear but um you know well, are we going to talk about fainting right now? Or? Well, no. I think, I think we're still onto something here with all this. Uh... Well, no. So what I'm trying to tell you is, like, I woke up and everyone was standing around me, barely holding back their laughter. And then I tried to lie again, tried to lie my way out of it and be like, ah, heat stroke. It was too hot in that room. I No one else had heat stroke, but I did, miraculously, and that was my way out, and nobody bought it. Well, you could have lied and said, sorry, I came. (laughs) And then everyone would have been like, oh, yeah, me too. They would have been like, oh, that's the alpha in the group now, yeah. (laughs) Good thing you were wearing white pants. (laughs) The first time I made out, um, I had no idea. Like, I didn't even know what making out was. I'd only seen it in Buffy. (laughs) <laughs> I'd only seen I didn't I'd only seen I was like maybe fourteen, fifteen the first time I ever made out. Oh, you waited quite late then. And uh dude, no one wanted like anything to do like I was not good with people or girls until oh, you see that guy, yeah. the guy fainted when he heard about Yeah, the exactly. No yeah. one was like maybe we should try early experience of making out with old fainty over there. Yeah, it's not a very alpha move, is it? No, it was not. Jordan <laughs> Peterson would have been ashamed of me. Wake up. <laughs> All right. Oh, that was good. <laughs> That's the closer. <laughs> good closer there.